Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is. Greeny uh, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear hotline, who you got coming up in this hour? Chris Russo was fun earlier today. I'd like to make a little announcement here about, about which I am very excited and proud before we go any farther with anything else. And you know that this show is streamed every single day on ESPN+, Plus, which is becoming an increasingly outstanding part of um, ESPN's portfolio, if you will. And I hope some of you are familiar with the show that I had last year on ESPN+. Plus. It's a gambling show called Better Days, B-E-T-T-O-R. It's not about gambling. It's about gamblers and the fascinating things that happen to them, fascinating stories about gamblers. I'm delighted to tell you that we were picked up for a second season. I have shot eight episodes, and we are announcing today that season two is on the way. And they did a really nice little promo for it that I just put up on my Twitter page. So if you go to my Twitter, at ESPN Greeny, right at the top of my page, you will see it. Um, It is a nice 30-second little promo that gives you a little flavor of what the show will be. I can't tell you when we're going to drop the episodes. And the reason I can't tell you that is because they haven't told me yet. So (laughs) what I know is what you know, which is it's coming soon. So coming soon will be season two of Better Days on ESPN+. And it's, it's a, I love the show, and I'm really excited that we got a chance to do a second season. We only had four episodes. Season one, we're going to have eight. We have eight ready to go for season two. So I hope that you will check it out. Okay, as we go, it is time now for the prediction. So we're going to look ahead to round one of the NBA playoffs. We have the one game tonight. Uh, Golden State or Memphis will fill out the NBA first-round playoff bracket. I'm going to make my predictions, and, you know, I think we have to start looking at me a little bit differently, right? For years, we have attached this to my picks. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. But I wonder if that has to be rethought now, and we need to come up with some sort of a Green Stradamus production, because when I was asked what to expect from LeBron James in the play-in game the other night, I responded by saying this. I believe that LeBron will finish under 26 and a half. I do not think he goes for a huge offensive night tonight. I think he has a triple-double with something like 22 points. And then he wound up having a triple-double with exactly 22 points. And I started thinking, maybe the tide has turned here. Maybe all of a sudden it's no more KOD. Maybe now Greeny knows all. And all of this begs only one important question. And that is Bubba. Am I milking this too much? The fact that I got that pick right, that's like the fourth time I've played that back on the show. Am I overdoing it with that? Yeah, probably. I mean, I think you got to do it, but I think, yeah, let's let's see how your next prediction of what LeBron does next game goes and before we start renaming the segment and all that. <laughs> okay. So we're going to do right now, I'm going to do you one better than that. I'm going to give you picks on all of the series. All right. And one of them, when we get to Nick's Hawks, that's what I meant when I said I'll ask you, I will answer the question everyone on the golf course was asking me yesterday as I was getting absolutely obliterated in the Compass Rose at Bayonne Golf Club. I got knocked out in round one, and I got smashed. Mm. I played a, a golf match yesterday, and I did not fare well. I played well, but but got beaten down. If you were playing well, are you the kind of golfer that would talk trash to your opponent? No. None? Never. You don't talk trash on the golf. I believe firmly in the golf gods. Uh, You do not talk trash in the same way that if you're driving. See, Waze has sort of ruined this. But back in the day before you had these traffic apps, if you were cruising along on a highway, you would never say out loud, boy, we're making really good time Mm -hmm. here, aren't we? 
because you are guaranteed 30 seconds later to be in a parking lot. I mean, traffic is going to stop in your face if you say that out loud. It's the same reason, to use a, a hemboism, it's the same reason that if you're sitting in the dugout and your pitcher has a no-hitter going, no one says anything. How do you feel about the announcer, though? Do you feel no. like the play-by-play guy has to say it? Of course the play-by-play guy has to say he it. He has to say it. Yes, it's lunacy for him not to. That, that's this, see, sometimes people just bring things up just to be stupid. Like, I'm all for it. I've said more than my share of stupid things. But at least they were based in something. I mean, what person in their right mind thinks, you know, the announcer shouldn't point out what's happening in the game? That's essentially what you're saying. No, the announcer jinx. It's a common thing. People, You can say he's jinxing it or she's jinxing it, but no one in their right mind should say, well, they shouldn't point it out. So I just turned on a baseball game. Hmm, wonder if I'm interested in this or not. Well, if the announcer tells me there's a no-hitter going on, I'm a whole lot more inclined to be interested, aren't I? Imagine turning a baseball game on, watching for like 15 minutes, and saying, why is there that zero in the hits column in the seventh <laughs> inning? What, I wonder what that might be about. How come no one has informed me of what's happening? The announcer's job is to tell you what's happening in the game. If the announcer isn't going to tell you that a no-hitter is in progress, then you are better off not having the announcer in the first place. So you're comfortable with, <clears throat> with when, when he loses the no-hitter, it being your fault in that I, case. You are comfortable with the fact that you have done your job. It makes no difference whether it's your fault or not. And if you're his teammate... You don't say anything. You're, you no, if you're his teammate, you don't say anything because those are two entirely different things. If you're his teammate, it is if you are throwing a no-hitter. Mm-hmm. Let, let's just set the scenario, okay? You're pitching a no-hitter. Bubba's the announcer. Okay. I'm your teammate. Okay. Your job is to keep pitching. My job is to support you. And we have created this sort of belief, and I think that now it is in everybody's head enough that it matters, that... I should not say anything about the no-hitter, so I won't. Don't sit near me either. Bubba's the announcer. It's his job to inform the audience. So all three of us have then done our jobs. That, that, that to me is everyone there is all good. The announcer jinx, which I do believe in, comes in like, for example, I don't know, uh, you're watching you know, Al Michaels doing a football game, and he will come out, you know, you'll always get this one, no question about it. You know, he's made his last 31 field goal attempts. He has not, <laughs> he's a no kick inside of 40 yards, and it's always the jet kicker. Well, the Jets are never doing a, on a game <laughs> Al Michaels kidding? is doing. Bad example. Who does like the eighth game on CBS? <laughs> whoever whoever their, their lowest rated team is, whoever their lowest rated announcer is, that person will always say, who was the Jets kicker last year? I don't even remember anymore. Like, I've lost track. It happens at the free throw line, too, in basketball. Yes, that's the other place yeah. where it happens, at the free throw. You know, he's made 27 in Marv Adler. He's made 27. That's a terrible Marv. Whatever. He's made 27 consecutive free throw attempts Doink. without a miss. Boom. That always happens in the NCAA tournament. Every time. That's where it happens is in the time. NCAA tournament. You'll get that there. Jim Nance will say, you know, Clark. He hasn't missed a foul shot since the late 1600s. And then <laughs> I'm immediately off the back rim. But again, you can say two things can be true at the same time. The announcer jinx is real. So is Jim Nance the reason that he missed that foul shot? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But it is also Jim Nance's job to say it. It is not Jim Nance's job to, to provide the statistical context knowing what he's about to do. Yes, <laughs> it is. It actually is. You're wrong, Hembo. It is. If a free throw shooter, if a player has made 23 consecutive free throws, it is extremely relevant to point that out as he is attempting a, a, an important foul shot. Of course it's worth pointing. What are you talking about? You make your life in stats. Where's the line? Is the line 10 free throws? Is it 20 free throws? Is it 10 kicks? Is it 20 kicks? Because like, sometimes we push the boundaries. It's sort of bit. the Supreme Court definition of pornography. I'll know it when I see it. Okay. If he's made four foul shots in a row, it's not worth mentioning. <laughs> if he's made 24 foul shots in a row, it is definitively worth mentioning. Now, again, do I believe that the announcer is the reason for the miss? Yes. I absolutely do. But that's not the point. That remains the job of the play-by-play guy. So were people seriously criticizing Michael for pointing out that it was a no-hitter the other night? I don't know if they were criticizing him, but I did see on his radio show yesterday, he said that any announcer who does not acknowledge the no-hitter is, quote, a hack. And it sounds like you agree with him. Well, yeah. I mean, a hack... That's not even enough. Like any announcer who does not make mention of the fact that there are no hitter is going on. I mean, what, what, in, what in what universe <laughs> is what is the announcer then supposed to say? We have an interesting game going on here for reasons I cannot discuss. <laughs> like, like, I'll give you a quick story. We'll do the predictions after a short break. I'll give you a quick story. One of the funniest things every now and again. When I used to do uh, the the morning, I would do Mike and Mike in the morning, and then I would do Sports Center in the evening. I would have a bunch of time to kill in the building in between. So one of the things I started when YouTube first became a thing, if you ever have some time, if you're looking for interesting stuff, the, do you know what the Kennedy Center honors are? So if you just Google Kennedy, or not Google, but YouTube search Kennedy Center honors, you will be able to see like every famous person you've ever admired being honored. And it's just fun to watch, especially the musical ones. They have awesome musical performances. And so I looked up Paul Simon's one and the Paul Simon one is phenomenal. They honor Paul Simon. People come out. James Taylor sings his songs. It's great. It's great. But the person who makes this speech is Steve Martin to induct Paul Simon. And he comes out. Now, this again, this is at the Kennedy Center Honors for Paul Simon. And Steve Martin comes out there and says, I could go on and on tonight about the genius of Paul Simon as a songwriter and his place in the history of the American songbook. But this seems like hardly the time or place. And it is a brilliant line if you think about it. He delivers it a trillion times better than I would. But that, to me, is the analogy I'm making. Like, if Michael Kay, we'll just keep using him as the example because he's a friend. If Michael Kay says, you know, I could point out that something very interesting is going on in this game, <laughs> but it, this hardly seems the time for me to mention it. And that thing is, there's a no-hitter going and we're in the eighth inning, then they should replace him immediately. <laughs> that is just utter stupidity and any criticism of it, just you should just immediately stop paying attention to the person who criticized him. Like that, I like when people do that. Because now I know never to listen to you anymore. <laughs> so if you say to me, not you, because Brandon, if Brandon ever says to me, you know, Greeny, Michael K. should not be pointing out that there's a no-hitter going on in the eighth inning. I say, oh, excellent, 
excellent. I now never have to listen to Brandon again. I can cross him <laughs> off the list of people whose opinions I have to pay attention to. All right. I'm Greeny. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. I will make the Green Stradamus picks next on ESPN Radio. KJZ. When he's on the court and when you need him, if he shows up since he's been in electric uniform, which he's done, I'm cool with that, AD. And LeBron will do the same. As long as those two are on the floor, I am not betting against LeBron and the Lakers. Want more from the NBA? Don't miss Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Monday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. All right, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. We had Chris Russo on the Goodyear Hotline earlier talking about a couple of really big baseball series this weekend, and we've got a lot of the action here on ESPN Radio. Tomorrow we have White Sox-Yankees at 1 o'clock Eastern. Then on Sunday night we have Sunday Night Baseball Cubs-Cardinals 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. little baseball weekend preview brought to you by Credit Karma. Visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Credit, karma, money, progress starts here. Okay, so that's the baseball story, but let's do the basketball. Uh, we did not get to where we intended to, but we will now. Hembo, let's go through these series. The Green Stradamus picks. No longer the KOD. The Green Stradamus picks on the first round of the NBA playoffs. Starting the east or the west, Greeny? You surprise me. All right, we got the Jazz against the winner of tonight's game, Golden State in Memphis. Who you got? I believe Golden State will win tonight. I believe the Jazz will win the series regardless. Utah is, um, I think, one of the reasons the Lakers are playing as hard as they were the other night is that I think there's a big difference between playing Utah and playing Phoenix. Um, I think the Lakers, I think if, if the Lakers had wound up in this spot, I think the Lakers would have lost to Utah. Mm. Uh, and I think that Golden State will. I'll take Utah in five or six. I'll, I'll, the official pick will be six because I'll give Steph that respect, but um, I wouldn't be at all surprised if it's shorter than that. All right, in the West, the Suns are the two seed. They play the Lakers. Who you got? Yeah, I like the Lakers in that series. Um, you know, I feel bad for Phoenix. <laughs> you have this unbelievable series uh, season. You bring in Chris Paul, Monty Williams, Coach of the Year candidate, all the rest of that, all this good young talent. 
And your reward for finishing in the two seed is the Lakers <laughs> in round one. It just could not have worked out worse. I, I, the flip side of that, I guess, is if you're going to get the Lakers, you want them as early as possible because they do and did look rusty the other night. But I think the Lakers will win. I, you can't pick against them. I'll say the Lakers in six. All right, the Nuggets are the three seed. They play the Blazers. They're the six. Who you got? Well, see, this is where people don't talk nearly enough about Denver. But if Jamal Murray doesn't get hurt, then if you had – just to be fun, I think I might have picked Denver to win the conference. I, I, I think I might have and, – and, and sitting here right this minute, I would be saying Brooklyn versus Denver is the finals – um, but without him, I think that's a big difference. So to me, this series could go either way. I'll, I'll take Denver to win just because I feel so bad that they you know, don't have their shot to win at all. But this one could go either way. I'll take Nuggets in seven, six or seven, but I, I could see it going either way. But that, again, that injury is, it doesn't get enough conversation because the Nuggets just aren't a high-profile team. But that's a great player, and that would otherwise have been, I think, a championship-caliber team. The Clippers are the four, the Mavericks are the five. Who you got in that I'm series? I'm t- picking the Mavericks. I'm picking the Mavericks with my heart. I know it won't happen, but I'm rooting against the Clippers. Here's the real question. How many games does Kawhi load manage in that series? So we got a seven-game Nuno. Seven-game series. If the Clippers win the first two and they're up two games to none, does Kawhi sit game three? Got to rest him. No, come on. Is we load managing? Come on, we're load managing, Nuno. This is, this is critical. No, but I think... Uh... I would ask the question, how many games does KP, uh, Christos Porzingis, miss in the series? There's a difference. He's always hurt. Kawhi was hurt years ago and, and now just load manages because they like it. So that's my question. My, the big question of that series is how many games does Kawhi Leonard load manage in a seven-game series? I'll, I'll put the over-under at one and a half. I'll say he, 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 they win games one and two. He sits game three, and that turns the tide, turns the momentum. And then we get the double bang shot from Luka Doncic, like he gave us in this round last year. And I know the Clippers are going to win, but I'm with my heart. With my heart, I'm picking the Mavericks. I'm going to the East Green. The Sixers are the one. They play Washington, who won last night. Who you'd like in that series? See, that's the one where I, I, they'll never admit it. I think that Washington did not play hard against Boston the other night. I think that the Wizards. I think you wanted to avoid the Nets here. Like, I think the 7-8 battle in the West was critical because you wanted to be the 7. In this one, I kind of think you want to be the 8. And would you rather play Philly or the Nets? I'd rather play Philly. So that has nothing to do with my pick. But I think that Washington, I think, is, is look, no one could be more red hot than that. The last two months, they've been as good as anybody. That said, I've got the Sixers in five. But um, I think that's what happened here this week. I, don't, I think that Washington wanted to play Philly. Um, but I've got the, the Sixers in five. All right, the Nets are the two. The Celtics are the seven. Who Nets in like? four. Nets in four. <laughs> Just get used to me saying that. Nets in four. Are right, the Bucks are the three. The Heat are the six. Who do you like? I need to pick an upset, so I'll take Miami. Uh, Legler gave it to us on the air yesterday, so I'll go with it. I don't, I don't like just picking the favorite team in every series. If you're going to pick an upset, he said Miami is the team to take. I buy it. I like their championship pedigree or their, not championship, but their playoff pedigree. I like the toughness. I like the coaching. I like the attitude. I like Jimmy. I will go Miami in six. All right. And then the Knicks are the four. The Hawks are the five. You said this was going to be the most contested, uh, the most contested series yeah. in the first round. That, that's that's the what I meant when I said everyone on the golf course. I mean, mm. I, I, I it's... <sighs> It almost makes me sad how excited people in New York are about this series because it's just a reminder of what we've been missing. 
For 20 years in this town, you haven't had anything to be excited about with such limited interruption. Like my son is like, Dad, can we go to a playoff game? I'm like, <laughs> he didn't even know they had playoff games because he's never seen one. Um, so I, the, the town is going crazy, and I'm excited about it. So I will take the Knicks in seven. I, I, you know, I'd like to see that happen. I'm a Knicks fan. I would like to see them win. Um, this is the one series, as I said, I would be the least surprised by anything. I would be the least surprised if Atlanta won a short series or the Knicks won a short series or Atlanta won in seven or the Knicks won in seven. There's no outcome of this that would surprise me. I have no feel for this series whatsoever because of how different the teams are stylistically, how young Atlanta is, and everything else. So I will take the Knicks in seven, and and we will see what happens. Those are the picks. Let's see where we wind up here. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Who you got is coming up next. Plus, we will get into what is happening this weekend. It is a hugely busy time. All that and more after this word from HelloFresh. Get a true, real break with HelloFresh. HelloFresh lets you skip the grocery store, skip the crowds, the traffic, the hassle, all of that. Without sacrificing delicious meals, to do it, you will get whole restaurant-quality meals made with fresh, pre-portioned ingredients that you can prepare in as little as 20 minutes. They send all the ingredients right to your door, contact-free. It's beautiful. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Greeny12 and use the code Greeny12. You will get 12 free meals, including free shipping. And once you start, you will recognize the true, real break you get from HelloFresh. Code Greeny12 at HelloFresh.com slash Greeny 12. Back in a moment on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Greeny, the podcast. Previously on Greeny. Putting in a position player to pitch is waving a white flag. That's saying we've lost, you've won, let's just end this. I don't want to waste an arm on this. That's the quarterback taking a knee. That's what that is. That was a lot of good conversation that came from that this week. Greeny with you here, our weekly rewind brought to you by Dell. Small Business Month is here. 
Dell Technologies and Windows can help you upgrade your tech with up to 45% off high-performance PCs. Work anywhere with Windows 10 Pro. Call 877-ASK-DELL. I really like that topic. And if you were with us about an hour ago, I had Chris Russo on. And look, we jokingly said Chris Russo, in terms of old school, is older than Tony LaRusso, who's 76 years old. He clearly took the LaRusso side of this. I see a little bit of both sides. By and large, where I landed was, I think it is Bush League to be hitting that home run in that spot because it was like piling on. And you heard me say there, the quarterback taking a knee. That was sort of the analogy I made to it. If you're up 35-14 with 45 seconds to go in the fourth quarter and you throw a 50-yard touchdown pass, that's Bush League. I don't care what level of football it is, NFL or anywhere on the way down. It's Bush League. Now, the counter argument to that, which I get, is that baseball is unique. It doesn't have that clock. The game isn't automatically going to end. So in theory, you should keep trying at all times because a team can always come back. In a football game with 40 seconds left and three touchdown differential, realistically, you cannot come back. Like 100 out of 100 times, you're going to win that game. In baseball, that number is probably something like, you know, one out of every 1,000. It's still a minuscule percentage. But I do understand and recognize and appreciate the difference. That said, I think the, the rule of thumb through baseball history has been if we can't hold an 11-run lead in the ninth <laughs> inning, then we don't deserve to win the game in the first place. And I kind of get that. So one way or another, I, I understood a little bit of each side of that debate. You heard where I fell. We'll leave it at that. Greeny with you, coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. And what a weekend. You know, I'm thinking back a year ago at this time. We were so desperate as sports fans. Just give me anything. Just give me anything. And now look what we have. This weekend, in no particular order, the PGA Championship, nine NBA playoff games, because I'm including tonight. I know the league doesn't call it a playoff game, but it absolutely is one. Twelve NHL playoff games. Forty-five baseball games, including three huge series. White Sox, Yankees, Cubs, Cardinals, Dodgers, Giants. All of those are huge series. Tomorrow night is UFC Fight Night. Tomorrow night is the junior welterweight unification bout in boxing. This weekend, Sunday, Championship Sunday in the English Premier League. We got La Liga title at stake. We got the Monaco Grand Prix on Sunday. So whatever your, whatever your taste is, whatever it is you like, you know, I, I, these are the first words I had on the show today. I think it makes sense. Some people, you know, today, Friday, 5 o'clock, I guarantee you I will be drinking something. And, you know, Stace will have her white wine, and I'll have my Belvedere and soda, and Hambo, you might have a beer, whatever. Everyone's taste is whatever. So if you like La Liga, you like the Monaco Grand Prix, I like the basketball, you like the baseball, all good. We got lots and lots of sports to enjoy this weekend, and I hope everybody does. Meanwhile, we always finish the week with this. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right, I'll say it. Who you got? All right, and for who you got, we bring in the one and only Bubba, who, again, many people may not know, but before he was a radio board operator and now a radio producer, he actually had a, a long and very successful career administering the questions for lie detector tests. That's a job, and Bubba did it very well. Uh, actually received multiple commendations from the government for the work that he did on that. Uh, cracked uh, several uh, significant espionage cases. So uh, no one asks questions more pointedly and better than Bubba does. So he will ask me a series of questions, and I will have to answer them. Hello again, Bubba. What up? 
<laughs> what up indeed. Okay. What is our first question? All right, let's start off because Who You Got is brought to you by Granger and the NBA playoffs. They officially begin tomorrow. And if you had to pick one higher seed to pull off the series upset in the East, who you got? See, this always bothers me. And when I say it that, I mean calling them the higher seed. I'm I know. I, was, I didn't know confused. what to, I was debating what to, how to phrase it because I'm, I'm like lower but higher. I don't know. Like in the tournament, when the one seed is playing the four seed, who's the higher seed? One. One is the higher seed. One is the higher seed. It's always just think about it in the exact reverse terms every time. Right, but see, but that's so confusing. Very, because it's the lower number, and that just throws me off. But it's a higher seed. No, I understand that, but but do you understand my my yeah, quandary? Of course. Like these, I know that I am overly crazy about this stuff, but I fo- anyone who knows me knows I focus very closely on words. Like I just am fascinated by words. I I write and I talk for a living for crying out loud. So I'm fascinated by that. So ask me the question again, Bubba. Well, I mean, so I guess does it have to be if you had to pick one higher number to pull off the series or <laughs> yes. one lower seed, I guess? What, what is that, that? What would be the right way to phrase that question? I'm fascinated. But one way or another, it's Miami. I mean, I already gave you these picks, but we're doing this for the benefit of people who are just joining us, which I do appreciate. But I believe Miami is going to beat Milwaukee. That to me is the likeliest upset. I mean, the Lakers are the are the seven and the Suns are the two, but I don't think that's an upset. So I'm assuming that doesn't count. The Lakers are the favorite in Vegas. First time a seven seed has been favored over a two seed in 30 years. So I feel like that would be cheating. So I, I will use Miami as the answer. I believe they will win and they are the higher number and thus the lower seed. Bubba, what's next? All right, what about the West? Who you got there? Well, I mean, I, do, are you counting the Lakers? Sure. Well, then it's the Lakers. I mean, I think the Lakers are going to win. I, again, I don't think that's an upset, but I will take the Lakers definitively. I picked the Lakers in six. Bubba, next. All right, and 76ers and the Jazz are the top seeds heading into tomorrow. But is your official NBA Finals prediction going to be Nets-Lakers? Who you got? Yes, Nets-Lakers. I've been saying it forever. Um, I'm a little less confident in the Lakers than I am the Nets, but I think that as they go – this will work to their favor. And I actually think that as much as I hated the tank job that the Clippers pulled that last weekend, I think it actually works to the Lakers' benefit. I think if I'm the Clippers, I'd rather see the Lakers sooner than later. The longer they go, the more rest LeBron gets, the, the more unrusty, whatever the opposite of rusty is, they get. I, I, I will pick the Lakers, and I definitely pick the Nets. You, you can ask me right now, how many games is it going to take the Nets? Before you get the words out of your mouth, I'm going to say four. I've got the Nets in four, then the Nets in four, then the Nets in four. The famous Moses Malone line, I got the Nets in fo 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 to get to the finals. Bubba, with who you got, what's next? All right, which player has the most pressure on them in the NBA playoffs? Who you got? So that's a great question. So Charles Barkley was on, and he said he thinks the Nets as a team have the most pressure. Brooklyn is a team. They're under the most pressure. They manufactured that team together. James bullied his way out of Houston. The Brooklyn Nets are the team that's under the most pressure. They have to win the championship or bust. That was Charles with us on Get Up yesterday. I agree with that, but I don't believe any of their individual players, inclusive of Harden, are the player under the most pressure. If I had to pick the player under the most pressure, I think I would pick Paul George because I think the Clippers are thinking championship thoughts. They have fallen short. It continues a history, in his case, of falling short. 
If they lose, I don't think the finger gets pointed at Ty Lue, and I don't think it gets pointed at Kawhi. I think it gets pointed at Paul George. I mean, for all we know, Kawhi's not going to play anyway. He's going to load manage multiple games. (laughs) So I think Paul George will be out there. I think he, of all the players, is the one under the most pressure. The, The others that come to mind would be Embiid and Simmons, because I think this will be the final referendum on whether the two of them really are suited to be together which is to say if they make it to the conference final Mm -hmm. and they lose a tough series to the Nets, then okay. If they get picked off somewhere before that and they don't look good doing it, I think that it will really be time to think to yourself it's going to be one or the other of those guys going forward, Which, in which case you as a Philadelphia Mm -hmm. fan, Hembo, which one would you take? I'm with you. I think think it's conference conference finals or bust for the Sixers, but if they lose to the Nets, like you said. No, but, but what I mean is if they decide they're going to go forward and break up that pair, which yeah. one are you trading away? I would, I would sooner trade Simmons. Embiid proved to me this year that he can do it, even if it's not for that much longer. Fair enough. All right, Bubba, with who you got? What's next? All right, and a reminder, ESPN Radio this weekend, we got Mavs Clippers tomorrow, and then on Sunday, Lakers Suns right here on ESPN Radio. One more NBA one for you. Steph, Embiid, and Jokic were the finalists for the NBA MVP. So who you got? Well, so Jokic is going to win, and I'm not going to complain about it. And the best, my favorite argument for him is that he played every game. And in a season where a record low number of players did that, I am 100% fine with him winning the award. He deserves it. But I have said numerous times, I think when you look at what Steph's performance meant to the league, look at the numbers this game did the other night. And I think that's as, every bit as much Steph as it is LeBron. I think Steph is the most popular player in the sport. Um I think Steph, the second half of the NBA season was all the players not playing and Steph. He carried that league himself through the second half. And I think that there's an enormous value that I would attach to that. So I would vote for Steph, but I think Jokic is going to win and I have no argument with it. Bubba, next. All right, to the NFL and the future of Julio Jones continues to be uncertain. Who you got for Julio's team this year? So I, I'm just going to go with who I'd love to see him play with and, and, and having nothing to do with the salary cap and what's realistic and what isn't. I know Derek Henry was tweeting, bring him here to Tennessee, those Alabama guys sticking together. I think the Chargers would be a fascinating possibility. I am all on board the Justin Herbert train. I think he would be really good there. You know, if, if you're looking to bring in Julio Jones, it's got to be because you believe you are Julio Jones away from winning the championship this year. So the places where you look for that, Baltimore, New England. Is New England Julio Jones away from winning the Super Bowl? Probably not, but the Chargers are, are sneaky interesting. And like Tannenbaum said today, it's not going to cost that much because he's so expensive. It's a two or a three plus a decent player. That's not too expensive a price for Julio The problem Jones. with Julio is he's hurt a lot now. At that age, his a guy who's as... A guy with his body, every little thing, it's like, it's like a super expensive car. You know, you always have like a little problem uh-huh. with this, that, or the other. So he misses games a lot, but he's so good. I'll say the Chargers. I, I, I'm, on, I'm on the Justin Herbert train. I, he is my pick for MVP next year, and if they got Julio Jones, that would really be something. Baltimore is obviously another very intriguing possibility, but I will say the Chargers. Uh, Bubba, uh, yes, what's next? All right, you asked the guys on Get Up this morning. Josh Allen's 25th birthday is today. Is he a top five quarterback? Who you got? Yeah, he is right now. Uh, you can't, you'd be foolish to say no. Um, at this point, who would you put ahead of him realistically besides Mahomes? Brady? Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, that's two. Who else? Brady? Dak. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
you know, the Deshaun conversation has gotten to be so different. I don't even like talking about him in a football context now until we get some resolution on all the other stuff. The short answer is yes. I think Allen is a top five quarterback in the sport right now. He's 25 today. He's so young. Is he better than Russell Wilson? That's a really good question. Is he better than Lamar Jackson? So what you're asking me is, whoa, I almost dropped my microphone there. What you're asking me is, if, if, Russell, if you just picked up Russell Wilson and Josh Allen and switched places, which team would get better and which team would get worse? Boy, isn't that an interesting question? What's the answer to that? I like that question a lot. I do like Russell. I love me some Russell. No two people are built more differently, right, than Russell and Josh Allen. He's so big and yeah. strong, but he runs. I'm going to say yes. Josh Allen is a top five quarterback. I say it with some hesitancy, but very little. Very little. And, and when you factor in his age, I think you definitely say it. This is Bubba on ESPN Radio. It's actually Greeny on ESPN Radio, but Bubba is doing the – who you got questions? What's next? No, I think you had it right the first time. <laughs> 148 years ago yesterday. 148 years ago yesterday. Yeah, pay attention. 148 years ago, Levi Strauss and Jacob Davis, don't forget about Jake, they obtained a U.S. patent for the first blue jean. What is your pants wear of choice? Who you got? Oh, I love this question. You know what I've seen? Mm. Here's the new thing in in. Fashion, and when I say fashion, I, I, I'm not talking about like super high fashion, but I'm talking about amongst people who spend some money on clothes. People are doing pants like that are sweatpants, which is to say they, they have a tie. We're still looking for a, a string, yeah. you know, but I'm not talking about high-end designer sweatpants, which I know have been around for quite some time. I'm talking about like, like Brunello Cuccinelli is doing slacks, but instead of a, 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 a button or a snap, you're tying them with a drawstring. Wasn't Jay Will wearing a pair of those, something like that yesterday or today? He might have been. Shaq was wearing them. I, I, I saw one time. I've seen them. Huh. I, I asked Ace, can I get away with that? You and just ask for permission? No, no, it's not permission. It's more like she has a, a better fashion sense than I do of what, here's what happens. Is that sometimes I forget how old I am. You know what I mean? Like I walked into the line, this isn't going to be a, a digression, but, you know, I, I see a bunch of kids, like a bunch of like, you know, people in their 20s. And I want to walk by and be like, hey, what's up? And I, but I realize that like what they're going to respond is going to be like, not much, sir. How are you? <laughs> like I keep forgetting how freaking old I am. So the question is, can I pull off the pants with the drawstring? I'm talking about slacks. I'm talking about super high end dre- designer pants with a drawstring. But that's what I would like where, to wear. Where are you wearing them? Home? Everywhere. You're no, I them wear them at work. Can I wear them on TV? That's my question. This is high-end stuff. Yes. Where what I'm wearing now, but with instead of a belt, with pants that have like a, a drawstring. Oh, I'd be surprised if she said yes to that. Well, she has not to so far. <laughs> <laughs> hence, hence the belt I'm wearing now. But that, Bubba, is the answer to your question. That would be my pant of choice, and I'm trying to work my All way right. towards that. Can't wait for that. And 28 <laughs> years ago yesterday. You asked me the question. I know. Hey, and we got the answer. I was thinking maybe capris or something, but hey, we got those. Great. 28 years ago yesterday, the series finale of Cheers aired after 11 seasons. So, who you got as your favorite show with Ted Danson? My favorite show with Ted Danson? Teddy D. How many options are there? How many shows was Ted Danson on? Like, are you include? I mean, he makes cameos like in, in, on Curb Your Enthusiasm. 
He has a show now that's very popular, I know, but I've never seen it in my life. Does he play the... What is the show he's on right now that I know is quite popular, but I've never seen it? Mr. Mayor? Is that it? Yeah, I was about to say he plays the mayor of something, right? Am yeah, I, it's, I think it's called like never, Mr. Mayor or something. Uh, uh, what what in, other options in, are there? Yeah, he was in Becker. CSI. Uh, yeah, he was on CSI. <laughs> he uh, was on CSI? Yeah, for 15 years. Ted Danson was on CSI? Where the hell was I? I missed the entire Ted Danson era on CSI. How did I miss that? You were shopping for pants. As God is my witness, I did not know that Ted Danson was on yeah, CSI. He was in 84 episodes. He was on 84 episodes of CSI? Can I just say one thing? I've never seen CSI. Well, obviously. I've never seen it. He was the star of CSI? He was not the star, he but he was, star. A, he was a headliner. Of sorts on CSI, like on the picture here on Google, it's his face as most like that's most prominent. Really? Director yeah. DB Russell, apparently. Okay, no, I, I got to say Cheers because it's the only one I know and I like it. So I will go Cheers as my favorite show with Ted Danson. All right, Bubba, give me the sponsor. All right, who you got? Brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is always there to help. Call clickranger.com or just stop by. All right, it's going to be a fabulous weekend. There's a ton of sports. I got to do some pants shopping, mm. which I'm very much looking forward to do, and I'm going to discard all my belts. Have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy all the sports, and we'll see you back in Better Than Ever Monday on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast.